Hello and welcome to the World Economic Forum's podcast series, Cities of Tomorrow. My name is Alice Charles, and I lead the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. In this podcast, we'll explore the different challenges that world cities are facing in order to become smart and sustainable. In this fifth episode, I will be talking to Eugenie Birch, who is the professor and co-director of the Penn Institute for Urban Research at the University of Pennsylvania, and also a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. What are the principal challenges that you see cities facing today? Well, I think we have to think about what kind of cities we're talking about. So we have cities that are well-developed, and they have to deal with their well-development. And in many cases, they may be having to develop with the fact that they may be declining from the point of view of their position in the world. And then we have cities in the rapidly urbanizing areas, which are growing at with trajectories that are, have never been seen in history. And so for them, the issue is how to manage this growth and also how to manage the new leadership positions that they will surely have in the future. We have the nation states sign up to major agreements like the SDGs, the 17 goals, uh, the Paris Agreement, the Urban Agenda. But the reality is that most of the implementation is going to happen in cities. So how is it going to happen? Well, it's going to happen. Uh, in the following way. First of all, the agreements were signed by member states, by nations, and so the nations have to recognize that there are certain rules, certain things that they have to do. They have their own roles, but they have to understand that they have to move down in the hierarchy of governance to other different subnational levels of government, whether it's regional, city, or neighborhood. And so how to organize that uh, is the principal role of the member states. And the cities need to be stand need to stand ready to address the issues that they can best do. And can I ask you, what do you see the role of technology and innovation in implementing the, the SDGs, Paris Agreement, and the Urban Agenda? Well, that's a huge question, Alice. So I think we have to parse that question a little bit, and I think we have to think about the sectors in which technology can be best used. And there are many sectors in which this can be done. If we talk about food production, we could talk about precision agriculture and the use of precision agriculture to enhance our agricultural production and feed the two billion more people that are going to be in this world. If we're talking about how to manage cities, we can talk about these dashboards of kinds of activities that deal with the systems in cities and how you address those sorts of things. Uh, for example, uh, let's think about water. You cannot have a city without water. How can we use technology for water? Many ways. Uh, first of all, we can use them for the maintenance of water systems. Where are the leaks? How do we repair them? Uh, who's consuming that water? How much water, how can we meter that water so people are more conscious of what they're doing? How can we use communications technology to show people how they're using their water? Dashboards and buildings that might show them, you've used this much water today, you should use less tomorrow. At any rate, I think we could take every system, every sector, and show where technology could be used. While smart city technologies have been around now for more than a decade, what we've principally seen is the rollout of a lot of projects, um, small-scale projects that are feeling to get beyond um, the pilot stage. And thinking about the issues that result in that, perhaps you might tell us a little bit about what you think we need to do from a governance perspective, a financing perspective, to actually get smart and sustainable solutions to scale in cities. Well, I think cities have to decide how they're going to deal with their data. And I would use the example of New York City. New York City in 2012 passed a law called Local Law 11, which required that every administrative agency 
deliver its data according to a standard protocol for use by the public and for use by other agencies. And so that is one step that needs to be taken in terms of cities that have data, so we're assuming they have the data, they have to manage that data and make that data usable. And there's a lot more to that statement of making it usable in terms of training their personnel, training citizens to use it, training managers to use it, and so forth. So that's one end of the scale. At the other end of the scale are cities that don't have data. And the question is, how do you collect that data? How do you make that data standardized? And most important, how do you bring that data from the neighborhood up to the city, up to the region, up to the nation? And so there are certain technologies, for example, that we should be using. Uh, one could look at remote sensing uh, in terms of how we're mapping places and growth and so forth. One could look at uh, what is happening with a new group called CADASTA that is dealing with land issues uh, and how they can uh, aggregate data and uh, shape that data so it's understandable. And uh, so I think when we're talking about smart cities, we have to really be very nuanced about the kinds of cities we're talking about and what the appropriate technology is for each one. And, and from the, the cities that have been able to implement smart and sustainable solutions, even at a pilot stage, what kind of lessons do you think other cities around the world can learn from what they've done thus far? Well, I think other cities can learn, number one, one has to evaluate what the success factors have been in looking at the use of, that, of those technologies. And so one would hope that the cities that have been successful have, will have done some sort of analysis. If they haven't, it's groups like the Sensible uh, City Lab at MIT or other universities which should be thinking about how to create means of evaluating the use of this data. It's evaluating according to certain success factors. Is it doing what it's supposed to do? Is it serving the purposes? How much does it cost? Who's using it? Who's benefiting from whatever this data is? So I think we need to be creating partnerships among those groups that are best able to, number one, produce the data, use the data, and evaluate the data. That was Eugenie Birch, professor and co-director of the Penn Institute for Urban Research at the University of Pennsylvania and a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. My name is Alice Charles and you've been listening to the fifth episode of the podcast series Cities of Tomorrow.